Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of SNMA Presents The Lounge. In this episode of The Lounge, we invited all of you to step into the lounge with us at AMEC 2023 in Hartford, Connecticut, in order to run one of our favorite sessions, Run the List. As always, the views expressed on this podcast represent those of the hosts and only the hosts and the views of the members that chose to join in on the conversation. So without further ado, I present to you The Lounge. The Lounge, The Doctor's Lounge, or just lounging around at home, but now y'all lounging around with us. Yeah, that's, uh, that's we're going to get into some meaningful Bars. topics on things that pertain to medicine and the margin, margins of healthcare, the people that we serve, and the populations that we serve. So we like to do something called run the list, and we're going to get into that in a minute, but let's do a little icebreaker real quick. So, orange shirt, we said you're from Indiana. <laughs> What's your name? What, what school you go to? And what region? Uh, Darren Balls, uh, Region 5, Indiana School of Medicine, going uh, into psychiatry. Okay. That guy. And then I'm going to call on our pre-med. What's your name? Where you from? Volcano. I am, I guess, in a gap year. I did a post back. Um, yeah, pre med. I'm career changing actually. I'm a high school math teacher. Yes, Peacock. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Welcome, welcome everyone. And I'm going to introduce myself and then our co host will introduce themselves. I'm a career changer too, so shout out to you. So I'm student Dr. Erica Dingle, and I'm not really a part of a region per se right now, but I rep region four. And oh, yeah, I'm uh, Dr. Alden Samari. Okay, doctor. Thank you, appreciate Thank it. Like no, <laughs> <Yes>. officially, it. <laughs> uh, AKA White Co Poppy underscore Do. That's my IG tag. Enriching Doc BX. You know all of that. Hey guys, I'm student Dr. Isabella. I'm going to go to Penn Med in Philly, and I'm Region 8. Thank you guys for coming out. We hope you enjoy this live show. Um, thank you for the round of applause. So, another <laughs> icebreaker. Anybody can shout it out. What are you most looking forward to at AMAC? Networking. Networking. Le- That's a good one, because your network is your what? Network. Network. Research okay. presentations. Okay. Okay. Can I get another? Connecting with pre-meds. Connecting That's with pre-meds. Ooh, Inspiration. May I ask why? Uh, I'm, I'm helping recruit for the Indiana School of Medicine. Uh, so That's dope. Awesome. That's great. I needed love you that. like five years ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> Connecting with pre-meds. And Miss Pink, I saw you raise your hand. Hey, girl. Yeah. So like clinical skills type? Okay. Right. DO life. Nice. PCOM. <laughs> you have to wrap it. You know it. Pass it to you. Go ahead. Uh, if you need. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, so as we mentioned, for our pre-clinical students, running the list on awards allows a team to address pressing matters of the day. In this segment of the show, we'll be discussing some recent events in medicine and beyond affecting our communities and the populations we serve. Just a reminder, because we do get crazy, talk crazy, say something, just saying, our opinions do not necessarily reflect the stance of SNMA as an organization. So we have to keep it, it separate. We have to. Right, church and state, <laughs> separate. So to. as we run the list, we also want to hear 
your thoughts and would love to have you all in the conversation. So it's going to be all engaged. It's not just going to be us up here. We also want you guys, if you have questions, if you have any opinions, anything you want to say, if, we, if you want to push back, whatever. If you want to throw hands, we could do that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, our first topic that we want to address, and it's something that everybody in here most likely experienced, stress. April is National Stress Awareness Month. And everybody experiences stress differently, right? You might have like palpitations, you might be feeling like you can't eat. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the matter of the fact is that stress is interpreted differently by everybody's bodies. And how you think of it also affects how you behave toward the world and even toward yourself. Um, and what we realize is that stress is a physical, mental, or emotional strain or tension. So in med school, you know, we know fight or flight, right? The HPA, adrenal cortex, hypothalamus, throw pituitary. You feel me? Okay. Who's on a step one wave? Y'all get it ready. You already know about that. It's probably only, I'm probably the only person in this room about that wave. Nah, but facts, way. facts, facts, facts. But um, anyway, so speaking to stress, um, you know, one of the things that we do note is that there's changes in your glucose levels, cortisol. And there's some crazy stats that I want you guys to share to let the world know. Like, if you're experiencing stress, you're not the only one. There's people walking around here today. They smiling. I'm experiencing residency. I'm walking around smiling, like, but deep down, like, I got to do this presentation. I got to speak to this attendant. You're right. about to knock my head off. You right. feel me? Right. But y'all talk about the stats a little bit. Let them know really what yeah, stress is about. Yeah, there's like a lot. Of, I mean, I feel like everybody, most people, people here are med students, correct? And then uh, we have Dr. Aldwin, and then we have some of our matched uh, med students. So you guys Resident are leaving. Here. Doctor, probably leaving doctor. the med school stress, but you're probably entering a whole new stress. So let me not say that you're out of the woods just yet, because there's always stress in this process. So, um, but yeah, like stress is like such a common thing. I feel like we all go through, and especially like as Black people, like it's kind of like you still have to keep your head afloat and then still get by, Facts. despite what you're going through. So in terms of the stats, according to the American Institute of Stress, about 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health, and then 73% of people said that they have stress that impacts their mental health. 48% said that they have trouble sleeping because of stress. So basically you're getting insomnia, you're getting like physical issues, like it's not just stress, but then it's like all these other things that are happening because of the stress, and then you still gotta go study, and you still gotta do all these other things. So it's like, it's a lot. And so we definitely wanna give you guys like a space to talk about, you know, like how stress affects you guys' lives and how you guys kind of cope with it whether as a medical student or as a resident or whatever, um, anyone in the audience, if you guys like, kind of want to just talk about what are some ways you guys kind of help um, cope with the stress that you guys go through, basically. Trust me. Oh, you said, you said ignore it? Is that what it is? No, I do. It's unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I ignore it. So right. Do you want, here, take the mic. But you know yourself. Yeah. You know, at least you're acknowledging yeah. it. But right. we'll let you speak on that. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> Good afternoon. My name is Ibiro Cap. I'm a PGY zero. Hey, I love it. Hey. Congrats. Um, stress. It's very unhealthy to ignore your stress, which is what I do because I recognize that I have a lot of things to do and I can't dwell on it. Um, but then my jaw becomes very tense and tight. Mm. I wake up in the morning with pain in my mouth. 
Um, mm. And then I pray. I do pray. Prayer mm. helps. Prayer is great. Yeah. Uh, it goes away for a while. Then my jaw starts hurting again the next night because the stress is still there. So it's like right. until I get rid of what's in front of me, I'm still going to feel that pain um, in my mouth. In med school, before exams, I couldn't eat. That's unhealthy. Mm. You should eat before your exams. But I felt very nauseous. Um, so everybody deals with things different ways. And then there are times where I do have time to like just talk to myself and say, hey, love, this is what you're going through. Maybe you should deal with it. And you know, sometimes you can have a five minute cry break during med school. Um, you can mm -hmm. have a friend that you want to speak to. Um, there are healthy ways. You can write. Okay, I just, Facts. I guess, chose to ignore unhealthy. <laughs> Try not to do that. Yeah. But yeah, that's my experience with stress. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing. I was gonna say, you know, We've, uh, you were mentioning the, the ways in which the stress affects you, but you also gave solutions, right? And I think Correct. that's something we have to be mindful of when we're in school, when we're in our careers. Like, yes, you may develop this, but you need to figure out how can I fix it and not just ignore it. Because I know, I've learned from therapy myself, mm -hmm. it comes out in other ways. That's like, right. whether you want it to or not, if you suppress, 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 you're going to yell at somebody else later. Yep. You're going to be right. driving and possibly get into an accident because your mind is, you know, not connected to what you're doing in that moment. So it's important to make sure that we do something about it and have a proper uh, a proper response to it. So um, there's a stress management screener that I'm pretty sure nobody really looks at on the regular. Um, but from the Mental Health America Association, it's like a 16-part screener that you can kind of go through yourself if interested to try to kind of check, you know, where am I with my own mental health and with others because sometimes people bring the stress to you and you got to sit back and assess them like we do as students and future clinicians, right? And then, you know, we have our resident soon to so be. you don't have to do it, right? I know. Do what? What are we doing? going to try to find the title to call you and probably say psychologist. And no. Psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah, I would have gone through something. But he's, he's just our mental health yes. person. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> one thing I love about Aldwin is he always comes with the uplift, the positivity. And I think because it's his true vein that he stayed like to be in, he just gives us some enlightenment every time. So give us something yeah. that we can, we can do on a regular basis. You know, one of the most recent things that I started doing was affirming myself, you know, looking into the mirror and telling myself everything is going to be OK, because, you know, I was listening to Steve Harvey like the other day. And, you know, I say this a lot, but your track record for getting through the worst day of your life is a 100 percent. But in order to get through life, you need to have support. You need to have encouragement. You need to have those people around you, family, friends. And being able to communicate that and express that is one of the most important things that you could do, especially as black women, uh, men and women uh, in this space in medicine. They tell you, isolate yourself, work hard, you know, jump off the cliff to do any and everything to make it. Right. Yeah. But that's dangerous. You might not be here the next day, right? Just based off of doing that. So being mindful, right, and acknowledging that you may have stressors and that it's okay to be stressed. But it is what you do with that stress and how you react to that stress that's the most important part, right? So taking part in your own personal mental and physical health, right? If your brain and mind is negative, your body is going to be negative. If your body is negative, your brain is going to be negative. So you got to make every attempt that you can to make everything in life positive. And we're just coming out of one of the most stressful periods for most med students, which is match day. 
I haven't experienced that yet, but you know what, Alton, you have. So how about you continue on sure. your, your pedestal? Tell yeah. us about Match <laughs> Day. Come on. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations to everybody that matched. Shout out, shout yeah. out to you, shout out to my homie Darren. Like y'all, y'all litty. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and also, you know, shout out to people that even if they didn't match, they're still going to be, you know, graduating as a physician and you'll get through and figure it out and uh, proceed through on to, through to your greatness and excellence. Um, but I also want to say, you know, um, each year, you know, with Match Day, it happens on the third year of every uh, third Friday of every March. All right. So everyone that's in here that's going to mar- uh, match, you already know the date. You could look in advance when it's going to be. Oh, my God. You know the mean? stress. Why would you do that? I mean, that's what? what you that's your whole life was predicated on that one day. Whole you know I mean? life? I mean, for I a lot of people, you, but not me. Your whole life, for Jesus. real. When you think about all those hours added up from studying and right. losing sleep, right. and that's a fact. But losing man, weight. Yeah. The outlook of that. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> Game I it there. <laughs> it, it's crazy, you know. Um, I mean, I want to speak a little bit on my match day last year. Actually. Uh, Definitely wasn't what I expected. I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, I matched in my 10th choice, which was here. And I remember, I ain't gonna lie, I was crying. I was so sad and depressed. But everything happens for a reason, you know. Um, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of people with match day, a lot of people don't get their top choices, but it's still the fact that you're gonna proceed on into what God, and if you do believe in God, what he has for you, and still be able to instill the excellence that you wanna see in the world, right. you know. And I think another thing to note is that we had a lot of firsts, you know, um, with Match Day this year. Yeah, right? we did. We did. We had one of the, the first black neurosurgery uh, female uh, woman to, to match at Vanderbilt, uh, Dr. Tamia Part, uh, Potter. Uh, shout out to her. We had 29 black women uh, match into orthopedic surgery. That's huge. Like, that's huge. There's, there's less than 100 orthopedic surgeons in the uh, black women orthopedic surgeons in the country. Yeah. So to have 29 in one year, you're already like more than one fourth. You, you feel me? Right. Um, and then also another thing is, you know, uh, being in this space, you know, being at AMEC, you know, be able to network and connect with these people in terms of like people that have matched, people that are inspiring and encouraging you, being in the space where you learn to grow and navigate that situation, I think is one of the most incredible things. And we don't celebrate enough all the people that be matching, but also all the people that are gonna be matching and will be eventual uh, residents and physicians, right? So I want you guys, each and every one of you to celebrate yourself wherever you at, because I feel like we get into this game where it's like, yo, I'm like first year, I'm a second year, I gotta take step and this and that. You living, you're beautiful. Right, you have been positioned to be great, so always remind yourself of that. See the uplift. Oh, I'm sorry, I, can't, yes. I just I can't it. help it. I'm sorry. That's you know, no, I need to I tell myself it. that you know more it. more times than not. You know, but how do y'all feel about like the match process and like you know what y'all been seeing? You know, in regards to the world, seeing so much black, even the shade room, you know, was putting on for uh, Dr. Yeah. Potter, and then I recently saw they posted. Um, a group of um, bridesmaids and a whole bunch of them were like residents. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you guys saw that. Yeah. yeah. So we we getting out here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But what's your thoughts on like this whole process of black excellence each and every year? Yeah, I think it's like overdue. Like I think yeah. that like um, I feel like they're like we always wanted to be in these spaces, but there's been so many barriers from yeah. even before med school, like undergrad. Like I know as a pre med, mm-hmm. so many people said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna become a doctor, be pre med." Like. 
you know, where are they today? Because of all these like invisible barriers that people don't really talk about. So to even get to the point that you can match right. is like incredible, you know? So the fact that there's like 29 black women match ortho and then um, the first neurosurgery black female resident at Vanderbilt, like that just speaks to how far we've come. So I think that's like a really amazing. Yeah. Um, I think, I think a lot of our people want to see more black doctors now. Um, I think before we were kind of like, all right, I'm still going to go to the doctor even though I'm seeing somebody mm -hmm. that's not the same race as I, I am. But now there's like a demand for it. So it almost is like putting a battery in people's backs. Like, okay, if you have a family member that has this dream, this goal, before they might not have been as supportive, you. but now you, you ain't making have, it. it's like right. you have forces, if you're fortunate enough, mm -hmm. you have forces of people behind you right. that are really trying to push you to that end goal. Um, and to your point, Isabella, the barriers that we see, you know, we see it all the time, and we're going to talk about how we even see it in sports as of recent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you have black people trying to get, or people of color trying to get to the next level, mm -hmm. and it's so hard for us. And then you have other races, <coughs> like people, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. There's that, you know, here. they've been dominating this field for they years, right? They've been dominating this field for years, and no matter how they, how they dominate, you know, they could be doing the worst of domination, you know, get, having their, their families pay for buildings in their their family name, and that's how they're passing through and becoming doctors, and they're not, as, not always as intelligent as we are. Yeah. And, you know, they just, they get through, and they don't give us the best care. Um, right. So I just, I don't think the playing field will ever be level, like, you know, the whole issue with equity. I, I don't know that we'll ever see that. I would love for us to, but I'm a realist. I don't know that that'll ever happen. Um, and like I mentioned, in terms of sports, we've seen how it doesn't matter whether you are the top competitor or not. Like mm -hmm. equity doesn't even matter Facts. with regards to sports. So what I'm talking about, I'm not sure if you all are familiar. Miss um, Angel Reese versus Kaylin Clark, right? Y'all saw she. The whole Wait, hold on. Let me, John it, ain't, it ain't Cena. Let me, let me. Right. Let me play the song so y'all know. Put it on the mic. This is one shot, one kill. What's the deal? It's Tony Ayo. Okay. G, you bitch. Okay. So thank That's you. That's where that I joined from. That performance. So, so I'm living my rapper life real quick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this up. Alvin is also our resident sports expert, but I did see it and. It, again, here we go. We have somebody white doing something. The same thing and get praised for it. Oh, she's dominating. Oh, she's just showing that she's a champion. Mm -hmm. And then you have Miss Angela doing it, and now she needs to sit down, be quiet, be humble, yeah. and oh, sit oh, in oh, silence. No. Although she's... Ex <laughs> what did you say? I was just Kendrick Lamar. Oh, so oh okay. <laughs> Got it. Although she's just kind of living in her victory. And I just, I don't understand why this is still a thing in this day and age. You want to go into more detail, though? I mean, or did I, I could go into, no, I mean, you did a good justice. Okay, thank you. You know I love you, right? Okay. <laughs> um, but actually, I wanted to ask you guys your opinion in regards to, you know, what transpired, as you guys know, um, with Iowa completely white team versus LSU. They all from Baton Rouge, you know. Most of them, you know, from Louisiana, just repping, 
and they about that energy. They played Boosie. I don't know if y'all saw, but they was playing Boosie in the locker room when they were celebrating versus um, Iowa. I don't know what, what they was playing. Did anybody like, see it? Like, show of hands. Did anybody see the clip? Do y'all know exactly what we're talking about? Are you completely no. lost? Oh, she does. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do give like a background. Yeah, I'm going to give you like a quick synopsis. So, you know, the NCAA Women's Championship just occurred. It was Iowa versus uh, LSU, uh, the women's basketball team. Um, one of the players who we mentioned, uh, Caitlin Clark, she's like one of the top players in the country, essentially. Uh, her previous game, she was found to be taunting uh, the opponent. So she was like doing this and all that, like you can't see me, John Cena, but really it's Tony Ayo. Um, but anyway, so uh, the next game when she played against um, LSU, all right, the LSU player, uh, Angel Reese, she did the same thing, was taunting Kay, uh, Caitlin Clark. Um, and so... What happened was that the media was in all an uproar, like, oh, this black woman, uh, not black, but this woman, she's distasteful, like, she is very rude, inappropriate, it was Calling the wrong time. a child of God, essentially. Exactly. And she she was like, yeah, I ain't put the same energy that you did for uh, Kaylin Clark. And even Kaylin Clark, the white player from Iowa, even admitted she went on ESPN and was like, no, this is all about part of competition. This right. is like what happens. If you're competitive, of course you're gonna flaunt. Like, yeah, we beating you, we give you that energy. You're not, we, we try to knock heads off over here. You know what I'm saying? So that's essentially, you know, uh, what has transpired um, with that whole process. But also another thing that we noted was that uh, Dr. Joe Biden, um, um, President Biden, if you want to call him president, but you know, we have our opinions about who the president is. You know, we do. You, you probably don't know if he's the president. But anyway, like, <laughs> Oh, for his sake, I hope he's the president. <laughs> I'm the president of myself in my life. Yeah, I'm the only president. But anyway, so um, uh, Dr. Joe Biden invited, usually only one team gets invited, the team that wins the national championship. But she invited uh, Iowa, who lost, along with um, LSU, who won. And that player that I mentioned, uh, Angel Reese, was like, nah, you bugging. We ain't going. And it's one of the most prestigious things you can do is go to. A lot of these players, they've never been to the White House, probably let alone D.C., you know, a lot of times, you know. So um, I wanted to ask you guys, like, your opinion about, like, what transpired, like, our perception of what black women are in media. You know, oftentimes our black women are objectified, they're disrespected. And I think they're probably the most disrespected demographic group in America, um, they are, yes, you are. Uh, you got it. Yes, EP, executive producer, you got it. But I wanted to ask your opinions <laughs> on uh, our viewpoints about black women in America in regards to this. Anybody have thoughts on that? Huh? Even if we weren't. <laughs> Talk your... Mm. Again, okay. Hi, my name is Ibiro um, black people continue to take up space. I am not a fan or proponent of exchanging words with people. Mm -hmm. I think it's a waste of time. They believe what they want to believe. And That's they continue fact. to believe what they want to believe. Don't waste your time. Continue to take up space. Okay? Be unapologetic it. about it. And do what you have to do. We are excellent in our just our being as is. So, like, just do what you have to do. Do not mind what other people are saying. It's a, Honestly, it's a waste of time. I don't like small talk. I don't like exchanging words um, when nothing is going to change. I was looking up, um, I can't find it, but there was something I saw on Instagram mm -hmm. uh, within the last two days. And of course, you know, because I, I think 
you can tell by the way I'm speaking, <laughs> so I might have um, responded to it. But there was a post talking about humbling, well, aha, I found it. So it says, <laughs> for me. Uh, this person is Slay Sin Kai or Sin K. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, no, go back. Okay, so it says, y'all want black women, girls, to be humble winners and gracious losers. The answer is no. And of course, I added, I corrected the black with lowercase b to capital B. And then I also <laughs> said, disrespectfully, no. I'm not, it's, this is not about being respectful in, in, in saying no to being small. Mm -hmm. We're not small people. We mm -hmm. have big legacies. We are big people. Yeah. Continue to take up space. That's yes, all I'm it is. I need your hold up right now. For real. Talk that talk. Like, that's real talk. It's all about the mindset, you know? Um, anybody else has a, you know thoughts about that? Are black women and their portrayal in media? You know, we have a, another psychiatrist here, future psychiatrist, so she could talk about that. I'm putting her on the spot. Mary in the building. Oh wow. Oh, I'm wrong for that. You know. But anyway, so did you hear about um, the uh, LSU versus Iowa game? Angel Reese and the whole. And how she was being disrespected, basically as a black woman and a white woman did the same thing in the previous game, and nobody said anything. Okay. A double standard. A double standard. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I think she's represented herself well. I dig it. Not for. She already said what she said. She said what she said. Yeah. Yes, um, and I think that's actually a great stuff. Oh, you want to say something? Yes. Oh, okay. Hi, y'all. My name is Steven. I, I won't mansplain, but what I did think was interesting is that, um, especially in the world of like uh, women's sports, I think you know we talk a lot about, especially with the NBA and the WNBA, how yep. such a disparity in terms of viewership. Hey, yep. And one of the takes I remember seeing online recently was like the competitive nature. Like, if that was a men's team, would, there, would an invitation no. be extended to the loser team? She could have done that last year. Right. To be honest. Um, but no, I just, you know, like, like you said, continue Black to take up space. I think we do too much to ourselves to like add on that mental calculus of like, how am I coming across? So right. like, if right. you are right with how you're moving and if it's getting the work done, I think don't have that extra pressure on yourself to try to be somebody that may not really ever accept you to begin with, so. And that's it. Oh, okay. okay. We're commentary. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just things like about like um, 
about um, those that black people yeah. want to act like they're black, and so then that was part of that too, you know, like what she's doing. Uh, Caitlin is doing, you know, the Tony Gayo, well, she thinks she's black, but then when um, uh, Miss Reese does it, you know, she's ghetto, so there's, you know, like, it's yep. right. so I feel like, you know, like women, black women, you know, they have to fight against being black and being a woman and like being feminine versus masculine. Right. The sports, but there's just so much, so I just, it's just, I agree. I don't have the answer, Too much going on. Yeah. We see you. Yeah. We, we tip our hats to our black women. Hey. Yeah, I hey. just want to say I love black women. I love black women. <laughs> I really, I really love oh, black women. We know. Okay, my bad. I think I might have that. Yeah. But, you know, this is a great segue into our next point, which is a lot of black women, one that a lot of you guys probably know, Black China. But right now she's going by Angela White now because she's she's transitioning. She's evolving. Um, basically, she's going through a spiritual journey. So I, I kind of was looking at her Instagram and she got baptized last year. And then I guess it's, it's unclear because she got baptized and then it seemed like she was not doing anything different and then all of a sudden she was like getting her tattoos off she was getting her lip fillers off her bbl like everything was coming off and then she was talking about it on her platform so you know this is kind of a, a good topic in two ways in terms of like one a black woman choosing to evolve and like tap into her spiritual journey but also two like the medical she kind of one time i think when she was getting her um her bbl removed she went to like the plastic surgeon and he's also a black physician and he was talking about like, you know, the dangers of like silicone injections and like all mm -hmm. of that. And like, I like how she put that on a public platform, right? Cause a lot of people don't know about the medical dangers of using things like that. And he makes money from it. So the fact that he like decided to speak out against it, I thought was like really bold, you know, of him. And Eric, I know you wanted to like touch on this more in terms of like the medical aspects so if you wanted to, like to chime in. Yeah, I think, I feel a couple ways about this. Um, Devon, right? So you were just giving us the instances where black women have to kind of fight to be black women. And I think in, in Angela's case, she's fighting to become a new person and she's getting so much flack for it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, first of all, why do we care so much if a person True. wants to become better? I mean, I, I don't understand. She should be able to do whatever she wants to do whenever she wants to do it. And I think she's making a turn in a positive direction for mm -hmm. herself. Um, but even from our own community, people are talking smack about her on the regular. So mm -hmm. that's just crazy to me. Um, and then I do love that she used her platform to educate others yes. on the harms and the risks of those types of procedures. Especially when you have, I, I, I don't know if y'all listened to the podcast in the past, but I, I went back and forth with I want to say it was both of y'all at once. <laughs> that could have that could have been. But happened. I was yeah. talking about the city girl era, right? Where it just kind of seemed like we're in a day where the city girl is winning. That's a fact. Um, no shade to the city girl winning. Right? Shade to them. No, no, not at all. But we're there's so there. many oh, things no. that come with jump. that. <laughs> the fillers that are not paid for and going, you don't go to a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon. You're getting them done at these little centers, yeah. Yeah. the estheticians. And I love an esthetician for a facial, but not to inject my face because guess what's right. going to happen? I could end up with necrosis. Like you could literally block my face and now I have skin falling off. Yep. Um, 
So I think in her case, in Angela's case, educating people with a doctor nonetheless kind of shows like, okay, I'm taking the steps to have this done or have this removed in the proper way. And maybe more people, whether they want to alter themselves or not, will choose to actually put, put up money for these procedures yeah. or at least seek out a professional. Um, that was really it. I mean, there's a lot of different variables regarding making the decision to have these types of procedures. We know them body dysmorphia, self-esteem, even de depression and anxiety. Um, but in her case, I'm, I'm hoping that her fan base, whatever that fan base is, um, decides to maybe make changes alongside her. It, it can only improve other people's lives if they actually are that invested, in my opinion. Anybody have thoughts? Anybody want to go into derm or plastics in the room that might have thoughts? What's your thoughts on, like, should people that are, you know, grand on social media, do they have a responsibility to um, disclose, you know, when we talk about the aesthetics, right? Uh, a lot of our, our, a lot of our black women, black girls are growing up and they go on social media and the value of beauty is seeing a woman and with, you know, accentuated body parts. Right? And they see that as being validated because this individual is getting this and many this and that many likes and then dopamine and all that yeah yeah you already know all of that so what's your thoughts on like what is beauty what is, what should be the standard of beauty in our world today despite what social media is is showing do you think that that social media people on social media has, has a do they have some type of culpability in that oh yeah yeah I was going to say, I would love a male's perspective on this one. Yeah, it's just, well. it's messing up. Uh -huh. Okay. I just wanted to ask you guys a question. How you answer a question with another question? I'm mad at you. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. That's, well, that was a good oh, question, though. That's a good question. I, here I am sitting with my extensions in my yeah. You have extensions in? Come on, shut up. Please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, You're not supposed to say anything. He laughs. I like it. He laughs. <laughs> this is a good question. We're going to get back. I really do want to, similar to what Andine just said, we would like a male to handle that first part of the question. But to your point, do we name again, Deja? Four, five. I think in this yeah, day and appreciate age, you, bro. I don't see it going away because it's just it's what's in, right? Um, and I don't think the lashes and the long hair, whatever it is, takes away from a person's level of care. Mm. Because I've had care, and I've seen others have care from people who looked pristine, and the care was trash. Um, do I think it could influence how others perceive us still? Yes. Um, would I, and I, I like lashes, I don't know, I don't wear them all the time, but would I go on an interview in the future, like nails blinged out, hair ready for vacation, <laughs> lashes? I wouldn't do it still because I don't think the system has changed enough to um, accommodate that. 
And like I said, I don't think it, it takes away from you as a person, you as a physician, or someone who's applying to be a physician, but we're just not there yet. So, and I, I appreciate uh, a naturalista, these, these locks are in because I just can't deal with my hair right now, but similar to you, I wear my fro, my wash and go, and I keep it minimal, and I think that is beauty. And beauty is whatever you want it to be, right? It can be, like, is this beauty right now with her lashes? And that's it. I was going to say, like, yes. here I am sitting with my lashes and my extensions oh, and everything. Me? I'm um, handsome, right? But yes, you're handsome. Okay. This, it's, not, it's not about you. Yes. But, yeah, like, I think it's all about, like, how you play it out, right? So, um, like, so, for instance, like, like she was saying, if you go on an interview, you know, some of those things may come off a certain way to people, depending on their background. And, like, and you don't know, you can't estimate who's going to be that person. So you kind of have to play it smart. But when you're there, I mean, do what you got to do. You know, like, just be yourself. I don't think you have to fake it because at the end of the day, like, this is, it's, it's your life. You have to be authentic to who you are. So if who you are is lashes and extensions, and that's fine. And if it's not, then that's not. So, you know, I totally think that, like, I think the day, like Erica was saying, doesn't determine the level of care that you give somebody. Um, but, yeah, like... I think we got to talk about, you know, black women making decisions on their own without the input of anybody else but a black woman. I mean, Lori Harvey, that's a, that's a good example, right? That <laughs> is. <laughs> Lori Harvey. Ooh, I, what good. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? Sorry. Let me pass you the mic. You, you, got, you got the mic. <laughs> but everyone, number one, everyone in here, do, do y'all know Lori Harvey, who she is? <laughs> okay, just making sure. Uh, she is a daughter, stepdaughter of Steve Harvey. Uh, I think it's alleged she was she she was or she is dating uh, Damson Idris, um, and she has been romantically involved in many ways with many people, from P Diddy. Many P Diddy. People. So, what's your definition of many people? What is that? like? Is there a number? There's a number. What, what's the number? I know more than my two hands. Oh, wait, okay. What is that number? Huh? She had more than, come on, she got more than 10 bodies. Stop it, let's stop it. She's been photographed. Yeah, see, come she got she got more than ten bodies, right, Jared? She got more than ten bodies. I didn't know there was a cap of bodies. I'm moderating this. I'm moderating. No, there's a cap for men too. You don't want to be a doctor. I heard that question, and it said, "Why does it even matter?" It matters because men. Guys, back and forth, okay? Because look, this is how it is, right? A man will look at you, right? If he know your body work. It's gonna turn him off. If you know that you smash ten heads and ten of them is celebrities that you're aware of, he gonna be like, eh, I don't know. She, I gotta be with that. You feel me? Right. Give her a little massage. She, she massage. ready to pop off. Yes, mama. We waited for this because this is a topic that Look, a lot I'm of women don't understand. Ready to pop off. Okay. I just don't understand why it is important. To know the amount of women, of women, men, what I'm not saying people. I'm not saying it's important. I'm saying that if we are aware of it, right, there's going to be a challenge for a man to really 
respect what you got going and on. And I have a problem with that because if no, but no, it, no I I'm sorry, you got a problem with it, but it's reality. No, so I get that it's reality, and I yeah. have a problem with that reality. I don't okay. think that reality should be right because if we flip the tables and we're talking about heterosexual um, relationships right now, if we flip the tables and let's ask. Let's ask. Woman, if you knew a man had you know more than ten bodies, what you, how would you feel about it? Just by show of hands. If you would feel positively, raise your hand. <laughs> if you would feel, feel negatively, raise your hand. If you are indifferent, raise your hand. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay. We said woman. See, look, look, look. All, many women in this room raise their hand saying that it either doesn't matter or they are indifferent. Right. But as for men. They're going to die if they find out that they're going to die. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And I think it's because we place so much value yeah. on the woman's vagina. To the extent where now uh, we're regulating abortions so, and all these type of things. No, it, they all. Which I don't agree with regulating abortions. Yeah, no, so I'm glad you don't, thank God. Yeah. But like, it's all related. And we have to be honest with ourselves. But because we, yeah, because okay. women are, are basically like property and items and stuff like that. We're so invested in their reproductive uh, uh, system. And it's like. Men yeah. Yeah, I was about to go. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> yeah, I am no, okay. no but, good. Um, no, because I was going to say, you know, men sometimes can't even make a woman work as much. But, like, it's real, though. That's real. Oh, I didn't know we were going there. No, that's crazy. Wow. She took it there. It is absolutely real. And I feel like maybe, maybe men should probably focus on that and pleasuring their partners and being a good partner and not on how many people she's been with in the past. Okay, for example, Miss Angela White is her black name. Right? Yeah, yeah, China. She, I don't know how many people she's been with in the past, but she's a changed woman. She's a, I think, amazing woman now, or I don't know if she was an amazing woman in the past. That's the point. The point is, if she's a good partner to the person that she's with, I think that's all that matters. As long as she's not like lying about like diseases or something that she might have that can affect her partner negatively, <laughs> then like, what's the big deal? Right. Except for your ego, what's really the big deal? Mm. Right. Well, you, you got to think about it from this perspective, right? For a man, like, I don't. I don't want to be sexist here, but it's just realities, right? What you got down there is a prized possession. And we look at the history of humankind. You feel me? Like, a man wants to be with a woman that he could procreate with, and that's the only the only joint that he's he has procreated with. You feel me? Like, he hasn't... Wait, what? No, I'm saying. All right, let me explain. Let me explain. I'm about to take the mic from you. I gotta re-explain re re that. So, so, so what I'm saying is that a man wants to be with a woman that is sacred down there. She's protected it. That womb is special. That womb creates his progeny, his future. And so, the more that's going down in there, he gonna have a different mindset, a different perspective of who she is as a woman, and that's just what it is, right? Versus, um, versus on the other side. I, 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 just, I would just quickly say, um, if that was the case for all men, then I don't think we would have unfaithful people because I think that would necessarily, I think you would like be consistent with how you regarded someone's body. And I think, yeah. um, you know, there are bad people in, there in a lot of regards, but I also think people's personhoods wouldn't be wouldn't be violated if people really had respect for the personhood. I do think, um, I do think there's a lot of ego involved. I do think. There's like insecurity, especially when we think of like, you know, school ground, kind of like what's the easiest way to kind of get out of, you know, someone with like male anatomy kind of just like, mm. so I yeah. think there's like some insecurities there, you know, when you see an empowered <laughs> woman, it's like, you know, 
is this per you know, from a heterosexual stance, it's like, is this person going to have more experience than I, or are they, are they going to have better people, or are they going to, you know, am I going to be enough? And I think there's a lot of that that plays in. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, so I think there's that, and there's another side to it. I think now, in any kind of relationship, for me, wherever I'm dating, like, one of my things is like, you know, we all have past, you know, a lot of us who were into the 20s and into the 30s. I'm a new again like, virgin. I don't got a past. I think if, if you want if you want your partner to have a low body count, you also have a low body count, you want to be consistent with you yourself and your partners, mm -hmm. that's one thing. But if also you recognize like who you are and your, your experiences and what you've learned over your life course and you recognize the humanity of the other person, I'm just saying be consistent. Right. What I, you know, the thing with Lori Harvey, I think, you know, what, what I've seen, I'm not a celebrity, but I've had dreams of it, um, I think that like that community is smaller than we think it is. So I think right. on, on one end it's like you know I if I'm walking into a room with someone that I'm dating, you know I don't want to be hit with no surprises. I don't want nobody to kind of spill my truth or spill my partner's truth. Mm. So I think in that regard it's like I want to know so I can be prepared. So if somebody yeah. try to come up crazy, I'm gonna be like relax, you know. So I think there's it's, there's levels yeah. like I want to know just so I'm not caught on guard and I'm not looking crazy if you walk into a situation. But it's not like to shame you because. I got skeletons in my closet too. You know? So I'm <laughs> right. like, keep it consistent and figure out like what is the insecurity? Where does that come from? Exactly. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got one over here. We got one over here. Yay! Um, Tanisha Adams, um, just met you, Tisha Blanker. Congrats! Yay! Yeah. My future therapist. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. I love the psychological, and I feel like we focus entirely too much on the physical, like. What you're, you're saying, like, oh, that her womb is precious and this is going to be your offspring and this and that. What are your offspring going to learn after they've been birthed? Like, what is this person's character like? What is, what kind of generational trauma is she still unpacking right. throughout her life? Like, yeah. these are the things I feel like really should be emphasized when you're really trying to find a true partner that you're going to build a legacy with versus, like, what's her body count? How bad is her body? Is? Does she got lashes on? Does she got extensions on? Does she right. got like a big butt? Does she got a small butt? Like, why are we focusing on all of these things? And that's kind of the problem where people feel like you're gonna be fulfilled because you got a girl, she got a body count of one, and uh, she's loyal, right. but she's dumb as a box of rocks. And for men, it doesn't no, matter. Spiritually, mm -hmm. like your children are in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. you focus so much on her womb and she got this, this, and that. So I just feel like there's a large emphasis yeah. on the physical. And then there's also saying? the question of like, yeah. does art imitate reality or does reality imitate art? Like, Ooh. That's, there are a lot of women out Ooh. here. Like, I have a bigger butt, but it's like, that's okay, people are getting surgeries to have Facts. butts that we already have naturally. Exactly. Like, so, yeah, we have geez. lashes, but there are some people that I have naturally lie. long lashes. Like, we're imitating what we already see in our own ancestry, yeah. in our own legacies, yeah. you know what I mean? Okay. So, braids, even if you go back to the, the history of reality in Egyptian history, like, yeah. what, do their, what does their hair look like? Right. Yeah. You know, like this is not like okay, yeah, they like a lot of things we're still internalizing from what white America has, has determined like you're right. trying to be something you're not. Yeah. You're trying to be something you are. Like this is what you right. came from. Like this is African hair. Like mm -hmm. this is what your ancestors did from mud. Like yeah. right. so it's like really like I don't know, like I feel like it's it goes deeper than like, oh, do you have this, do you have that? Like you should be who you just wanna be. If you wanna be natural, be, be natural. natural. You want to be something else, be something else, but make sure that you're that something because it's what you want to be and not what you feel like somebody else made you feel like you had to be. I love right. it. Yes, ma'am.
Clap for her. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. You no. know, oh, I have a question. She finally talked. I, I I'm happy. Question. I need. That's what I want. I have my own question for you. So, yeah. what would you rather, Lori, do? Like, just be single, like sit home. So she breaks up with no. a guy, oh. and she should just be looking at him and. No, no. She's. Uh, I'd rather her live her life, but just know there's a cost and consequence to every action you do. How you model and behave in the public, right? People are watching you. You're a celebrity. And even if you're not, you can't be mad at that. You, we, we have seen so many women, they're coming back like, yo, I shouldn't have done this and that. Amber Rose. You, there's so many names that we could talk about. Even Black China. How I was moving before when I was young, I regret that. Right? I'm moving around, doing this and that. And it's not an opinion of mine. It's objective. People watch. Men watch. And if you're moving crazy, it's going to affect their perceptions of you. They're less likely to wife you if you moving around having mad bodies. And it's not me. I'm just saying, so like, wait, hey, this wife is being a wife. Because some women actually don't want to get married. You know, the funny thing is. But I'm just talking about these scenarios where wait, those okay. individuals, they want to get wife. I'll be, I'll be. I'm just saying. Let me finish my, let me let my okay. point. Yeah. Okay, so the thing is. Yeah, I'm going to bro. There's, there's, so for instance, right, like Lori's past relationship before Damson was uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, she broke his heart, man. He be he be dating black women. Stop! He's from Newark. He be outside with the black woman. Listen, I okay. I, I look, just because he's from Newark doesn't mean anything. <laughs> just because that's who y'all saw him with. But he be outside Maybe with the block. Maybe she doesn't want to get married, and that's her right. That's fine. You know, so and even if she did want to get married, there might be a guy who doesn't care about her past. There is possibilities that, but it depends. What is her standard? What kind of guy does she want to get? Right? We don't know that. Only she does. The, we look at the people she's dated, and we, yeah. and we can estimate what her standard is. Successful that's men true. who have money who are in Hollywood, that's all I know so far. But maybe also the the characteristic of their but person like the personality. What I'm saying is we're seeing a lot of women coming back and they saying, yo, I moved this way and I I'm not happy with how I moved and now it's affecting my life. You got only fans, like you're putting your body out there and I'm what I'm saying is do that, but don't be disappointed when you get the results that you don't want to get. That's all I'm saying. That's their own decision. I mean, there could be so many different reasons. But that's where we have to have that conversation with our young black women, young black girls. You know, what is validation? How do you become validated? Right? No, do you have like, to present yourself a certain way? Because I feel like you know, it's been you and me, but yeah, Erica, it seems like she. She has some, some yeah. thoughts. I'm enjoying her. <laughs> she with me. She on my side. I'm, I'm on no side. <laughs> I'm in, no, I was really enjoying the discourse. Um, I mean, I, I see both sides. I think we're in the day of the modern woman where... Kevin Samuels. Thing. Where Don't women, bring him up you know, it's, <laughs> we're able to go out and make our own money. Because, I mean, historically, you think about it, right? Like, and I don't, let, let's go back to, like, maybe grandmas, mm -hmm. great-grandmas. Like, they didn't work. They took care of the home. That's facts. That's true. And that was their primary goal. Mm -hmm. And some would argue that that is, you know, what the primary goal of women 
should be in certain instances, the less traditional roles. Right. And I think that's fine for those who want that. Right. It's absolutely fine. I think it's fine for Lori Harvey to have men sign NDAs. Huh? If that's what she wants. That's her life. And that's it. Now. I'm not signing that. You a simp. If you sign that, you a simp, Here's where I have issues, though. I'm not dating her. My issues come in when. I probably couldn't get it. People who are not of Lori Harvey's status. Mm Mm-hmm. Expect to be treated like Lori Hall. Oh, that's the that's where I have issues, yeah. and Ooh. I think that's what okay. happens when you have people in the media, like I mentioned earlier, the city girl era. You have <laughs> these women who just think, you know, real. You and know, they sit in there twerking. Know, that the yeah. whole song, I can't, I can't even recite the lyrics because they're so vulgar. I got you. Hold but you know, on. singing that, and then they it transmits and, and translates into their lifestyle, and then they're sitting around looking like, well, why can't I live the life like uh, Carisha? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't, why don't I have a Diddy sending me on trips and da-da-da-da-da? Right, because that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. And it's not even a matter of look at you, boo, you don't look like her, but it's like, look at that's fucks. The, the, the tears, the status right. tier, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the detriment right now that I'm seeing in society with young women. It's like the expectation, the entitlement, you know, based off of just sheer beauty alone. <clears throat> and Deja, no, that's Deja. What's your name again? Tanisha. You said earlier something that I was like, ooh, and now I just lost it. But it was about, now I can't think of it. Art imitates beauty, beauty imitates art. It was definitely that, but it was something else. I just lost it, though. Um, okay. Darn, it was going to be a good point. What's in the mind? I don't remember anymore. What's in the mind? No. It's okay. She made a lot of Oh, no, thank you. Yes. You made some value. Mm-hmm. Women can be dumb and still. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, there there is a group of men that don't care if women are dumb. That's actually very true. They will Trophy go, wives aren't they, supposed to be smart. They, I don't think they are. That, right, they just want the, the certain loyalty things, yeah. and the yeah. and the. She bad. I'm with that, it. Candy, yeah. yeah, I've been there. Felt like that. Yeah, that yeah. she can be beautiful and not really have <laughs> much else going for her. Yeah. And I think there's a subset of men that pick that way. Um, yeah. But I do believe if 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 marriage and you know a family is something that. We and the women in medicine, because I know this is on a lot of our hearts, right? We go to school, we miss out on so much. It's four years and four more years and five more years. And you like, when, Lord, or why, Lord? (laughs) But I I really think, you know, it can happen. And I don't know that today's age, we learn to position ourselves like they did back then. Like When I was in college, I knew like 10 women that met their husbands um and they they like they sat they positioned themselves i don't know that we're taught to do that at this point right position what (laughs) are you (laughs) positioned all those being positioned um all that to say because we do have to wrap up wrap it up then time yeah you know um stay true to you yeah don't imitate nothing right just be you. Do you live your truth? And if you don't know what your truth is, figure it out. Take time for yourself and do it. That's like the doing the work aspect. You can do that while you're in school. That's the best time to do it. True. So, yeah. Live your truth, and that's 
That's the theme. That's the theme. I think the theme of this show is black women living your truth. We, we support you guys, black men. You know, there was a couple. That's but notice how they were the first ones to leave, right? It got too hot. Well, that's why. <laughs> no. Stop so, it. You know. We had a disadvantage already. Like, the whole conference is like 30 to 1 black women to black men. You know, Stop it. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It's, you just have to catch up. If you're falling behind, catch up. That's it. And tell your fellow black men that too. <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, that's all for our live in-person show. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the AMEC edition of The Lounge. So, um, thank you for the round of applause. We have an event tonight. It's not our event, but we're hosting. And we would really love you guys to come out. It's called Bumping Karaoke. It's a play on track karaoke. And it'll be in Ballroom B. It starts at 9 p.m., but I'm tempted to tell y'all 8.30 because CP time. Okay, so <laughs> 9 o'clock. If y'all come earlier, there will be music playing. We'll be vibing. You know, we, we want y'all to come as we start off the evening events and get y'all into the further spirit of AMEC. And uh, be sure to follow SNMA on social media. We are available on all platforms. And we, we, we release new episodes uh, every month, so check us out. Please. We love, you know what I'm saying? We have good topics just like today. We get controversial, me and Sabella, like we really almost fought off of the certain things. Uh, no, now it's, it's a part it. of it. It's yeah, part it's of part of it. it. But we, it's just natural energy, you know? It's just all family, so definitely tune in. Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, we did. So thank you for coming out, and um, I wish you guys... Uh, Wonderful conference. Reactive tonight. Be there, be squared. Happy Can we give a round of applause for our host, please? Okay, thank you all for coming. Uh, before you guys leave, we have one opportunity we would like to extend to you. If anyone is interested in getting more involved with the podcast, please feel free to ask our executive producer, Andy, or myself, or one of the hosts about what the experience is like. Steven is also part of the team. Ask about what the experience is like. And if you would like to, if you're interested, there's a sign sheet. If not, have a good life, if not. Relax. No, I'm just playing. Tune into the next episode, if not. Thank you very much. Or if you know Love someone, if you know someone that might be interested, pass along the message. We're Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. I did this. Yes. Oh. Just this guy came to me.